millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. I am your host, Tetrunk. It's been a few weeks, guys. I'm sure you've uh, missed my. Uh, I'm, I don't think it's too arrogant to say dulcet tones. Do you, Sebastian Stafford Blow? No, no, I was going to say dulcet tones. No, yeah. that's. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is there another like, come on, you're 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 a word nonce to put it nicely. Um, mm. Is there another way? It's like everyone says dulcet tones now. It's one of those kind of you know, commonly used parlances that's just tossed around because people think it makes them sound smart, hence why I'm using it. Um, but is there, you know, what else could you say? Like, I quite like gravel tones, but it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not really like a synonym of... I've heard, I've heard, I've heard uh, buttery tones. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice and, yeah, I've heard that before, smooth and buttery. I like and, anything uh, that's buttery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but I, I think in that case rather than sort of like you know the, the the literal appeal of something buttery it's more of a sort of smooth sort of uh yeah kind of malleable tone hmm. just hmm. bounces up and down seamlessly easy yeah very nice you do have a nice voice which is i suppose what this uh this opening minute another another red hot minute from the rule the roost podcast that i think quite stand quite obviously you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, our other colleague of dulcet tone, uh, Mr. Raj Baines, is is no longer with us. Um, that sounds a bit too grim. He's sounds like he's died. I know he hasn't died. Raj, he hasn't still... died, and he hasn't left the pod. So that was just a ridiculous. No, no, yeah, he's still thing. with us. He just, like, he he's just he's done well. If you if you think about sort of um, how abrasive Raj's diction tends to be, like generally. His his voice, we're told, is 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 now several octaves lower. Um, I imagine he also probably gets a little bit northern when ill. You know, just just gets a bit more, bit more curmudgeonly. Yeah, yeah. So so probably probably for the best that he's he's resting up today. No, I do quite want to hear like his best Barry White though. I would like to hear that <laughs> Yorkshire Barry White. Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> if you're lucky, we're going to do it twice tonight. <laughs> um, you do do a good Raj. That's excellent. You can see, but he does, he, he'll, never, he'll never concede that. Sounds fucking nothing like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's been, a, it's been a, a pretty eventful week. In the in the land of Tottenham Hotspur, um, let's start on before we sort of go into Man United. Let's very quickly go into the Europa League stuff. We've drawn KAA Ghent, who uh, I um, I think were they Belgian champions the year before last. I think they turned over Valencia in the Champions League last year. They did. Um, yeah. Their chairman has described drawing Spurs as a wet dream. Um, and they're very excited about playing in Wembley as well, which is probably something we, we've neglected um, when we consider us not performing at Wembley. Is there perhaps, like, it's even with the Champions League teams, do you think other teams playing a showpiece game in a stadium like Wembley sees them up their game at all? Maybe something to think about in that. Um, um, you know, Jack, I don't I don't think I buy this. I... I I, I fully believe that, that sort of players that are drawn against us in the Champions League and now the Europa League, I'm sure they they greatly look forward to to um, 
to, to playing at Wembley, especially those who, you know, aren't quite good enough to represent their countries and have no chance of, you know, playing an international game there. Um, but I, um, do you remember what it was like when you played football and you would occasionally, you, you might get to play at a nice yeah, ground. I remember or, I got or, picked last, usually it was in goal, uh, you know. <laughs> but it, you, 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 I, it, it's a genuine point because you, yeah. you sort of, you look forward to it and, you know, you're, you're on the coach there or, you know, you're in the dressing room, whatever. When you actually get onto the pitch, it's just another game of football. You know, you still have to run, you still have to do all the, the normal stuff. And and I, 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 I just think it's been overstated. And I also think, um, rather unhelpfully, it's, uh, it's, it's been allowed to become a little bit of an excuse for some of our players. You know, sort of now, I mean, when we, when we lost to Monaco, it was because, you know... Uh, they they were inspired by the surroundings. When we lost to Leverkusen, again, ditto. Whereas in reality, we played shit in both games. Um, and I don't remember, I thought Monaco was smart and I thought Leverkusen were, I thought Leverkusen were actually far better in Germany than they were in England, uh, personally. Uh, far more impressive, um, certainly in that second half. Uh, I, I just think it's become a kind of, it, it, it's been sort of the, the, the default reasoning. Um, do you uh I'm, I mean uh, we've kind of we've picked at personnel before um playing staff wise yeah how much of the blame for our Champions League campaign do you think does rest with Pochettino because I'll, I'll be you know I'm you know I'm a I'm a big fan of Pochettino um but I also yeah. in the interest of balance I think it's only fair that we should criticize him where we see fit and I I, I personally I, I'm, I'm not overly convinced by his management of the Champions League campaign to be honest. I, and quite a lot of it does rest with him. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm still a little bit angry about the team that was put out in Monaco. I didn't like that at all. Uh, I, it really fucked me off. Like really, really fucked me off. Agree with it. I, I, um, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, no, I thought we were struggling anyway. We were going through a bit of a period of uh, of not particularly good form. I thought that in that situation. Had we managed to get through that, imagine maybe what champion. I know it's it's unlikely, and and I, I I'm not saying that sort of winning against Monaco would have guaranteed us a um uh, a, a place in in the in the knockout stages, but I think it would have given us a real shot in the arm. Um, you know, because it might might have restored a little bit of a swagger to our team. You know, Champions League knockout side. You know, we're pretty good. Uh, whereas we were humiliated in Europe, we were made to look very very poor. Uh. And I thought also what was interesting about that Monaco game is the performance was obviously bad. The team selection we've we've mentioned, but I thought uh, I, I think also maybe the the, the, the nature of the team selection um, uh, allowed something pretty negative to fester in the attitude. Um, you know, I, I certainly the, the nature of Monaco's second goal and you know how quickly it came after our equaliser. I, these little things that you you don't associate with with a Pochettino team, and I, I think they're they're actually kind of. Um, they're, they're really symptoms of some kind of... I don't want to use a, a term like mismanagement because that's a bit severe, but it's at least a symptom of something not being quite right in the preparation or, you know, the the right focus not being there. And uh, Yeah, it's, it, it, it annoyed me for a whole... I, th- I, I think, for me, mate, I think th- w- one of the things I'm, I'm finding quite hard to reconcile at the moment, and I'm not blaming Pochettino for this, I'm not blaming Levy for this because ultimately... You know, I'm I'm as informed as the next bloke on the street is really. Mm-hmm. But just from my perspective, from where I am now and from what information I have available to me, there is something quite bizarre about the, I guess, the, the mentality at Spurs at the moment for me, whereby we bring players into this project, as much as I hate using that term, I can't really think of another mm-hmm. way to... To, to vocalise it, um, on on this kind of basis that, look, you know, you know you're not going to get top whack wages here. You know we're always going to struggle to compete for the league against the likes of Chelsea, City, United, even Liverpool. Um, no, I didn't say Arsenal there. Um, hmm. On this kind of basis that, you know, but what we are going to do is we're going to play with a lot of heart. We're going to be a good team. We're going to be a, you know, a focused team. We're going to blah, 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 all this Friday night lights shit. But when we turn up to something like the Champions League, you know, games that players like fucking Kyle Walker want to play in, you know, and they don't get the chance to play in that 
because what? Because we can solidify fucking try and solidify fifth place in the league, fourth place yep. in the league. I just what what like I... what, what's what's the what's the motivation for these guys? You know, I I and I, this is I just I just don't really get it, mate. Like I don't really get what our what our end game is. You know, because no, no. because if we do just want to churn out fifth place finishes every single year, then fucking let players like Harry Kane go off and you know actually try and succeed something somewhere else and bring in just you know you can you can bring in a perfectly serviceable forward. You can bring in someone like fucking Charlie Austin or something that's going to score enough goals to see us you know at least get to some. I, I don't know Charlie Austin's a poor example. Don't, I don't want people to get fucking tied up in me saying we should sign Charlie Austin because that's not because that's yeah that's but that's not my point at all. But it's like he said it. He said it. No, he said I, it. I just think I th- I think we 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 we're kind of getting into. I mean, I know there's no place for morals in football, but I think morally, I think we try to peddle this myth of righteousness a lot over your likes of City, over your likes of Chelsea. But, you know, what are we doing other than securing our place in this kind of second band of the Premier League, making enough money to keep whatever the coffers looking pretty? Um, managing to exert our dominance in the transfer league over the teams below us in the food chain, which is, yeah, all natural, but then kind of still moaning about, oh, Chelsea spend more than us, oh, isn't it unfair? Well, but that's it. We could spend more, but we don't, you know? And we're more than happy to see ours poaching players from Southampton, from Ajax, from whoever else. I've got, you know, I've got a bit of love for Ajax at the moment because I'm playing with them on Master League. Um I just, I, I don't know, mate. I just, I don't really know what point I'm trying to make here, to be honest, as ever. Just that I just feel like we're in, a, again, we're in a weird state of flux as a club again. It doesn't really feel like, it just feels a bit directionless, mate. That's it. It's like, it's like the direction is this. We, we've got the stadium on the horizon, but there's always something on the horizon for us. It, 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 I'm, I'm getting very bored of, of being told to look at the horizon. Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly I, I, I've been that. looking at the horizon exactly for that. two decades, Jack, and I, I, uh, it doesn't matter how... And look, before anyone sort of... Uh, anytime someone says something like this, you know, there's always you know, there's a clever guy at the back of the class who raises his hand and goes, yes, but, you know... Um, financial implications this and you know spending capacity that and 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 everyone understands that because it's been written about so much that you can't fail to understand it the point is is that at some point uh there has to be uh the 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 sense of competition has to prevail because this is a sport and we are supporters and there has to be something to aspire to rather than just kind of this it's not a slow death that is hugely melodramatic it's just a kind of a constant future gazing to the point where it never seemed at Tottenham it never seems to be about the present ever and look if in if in five years time the new stadium has changed all that then I'll happily um take that all back but I I just I'm, I'm very jaded well do, do, do you know um, what it is mate like if you look at our the the closest things should we say to title challenges is Last season, and probably I think it's eleven twelve, where you know Defoe missing that fucking goal line chance that the Etty had, mm. and so on and so mm. forth. Um, these kind of two seasons, these show me that when we've gotten into these positions, this has been pretty much a happy accident. In that, really, the intention isn't for us to be up there because if it were. When we've had the momentum, like we've had at the tail end of last season, when we season, have a plan to then to then kick on, if, if the if the intention was, I, I think I think what's caused my my sort of um, morale slump in the last few weeks is that um, last season was wonderful. It was one of the happiest of my life, and I I the memories I have from it, you know, and the, and the grounds and stuff, it, it, I'll, I'll remember them forever. However, um, it, it felt as if um, within two months of that season finishing, or it. It, it almost feels like that never happened now, yeah. because um, Pochettino, uh, Pochettino did, a, did a wonderful job, and, and some of the individual performances in that team were, were, were you know, unexpected, but also you know, wonderful, uh, marvelous um, overperformance. But it was as if it's as if we, we, this isn't going to turn into into Levy bashing, um, but 
it's as if it was like, well, that, that was great. Um, now try to do it again from the same starting point. And I just think that is that. No, I, I can I can handle the the things like the the, the wage disparities in the league, and I, I can handle the, the the disadvantage that we're at against you know yeah Chelsea's and Arsenal's and, and whatever else. Um, but what what I hate is the idea that you just no we're just going to be this plucky little guy that 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 has a bit of a swing every now and again. We're not going to you know the boxer that knocks someone out with a lucky punch and then thinks well. Maybe I'll do that again one day. They don't go back to the gym. They don't go, well, maybe I can improve my footwork and my technique and, you know, maybe I can uh, I lift a few more weights, whatever. We don't do that stuff. We don't have this, we don't have a strategy for the next level. We get up there and we just fall back down. And uh, we, before we started recording, we were talking about the Redknapp uh, Champions League era. I'm not sure it's cancelled, mini era. And the failure to capitalise on that, because all we really got out of that was a cut price fan of art, wonderful player, loved watching him play, of course, and some memories. We didn't take anything else. We didn't take any sort of um, any 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 advantage which, which could be turned into something long term. Uh, and now it just feels like it's happened again. I mean, I we all understand that there are um, restrictions uh, uh, forced by the new stadium and the, the, the financial obligations to it. But um, there was obviously money to spend this summer. And, you know, in Kodu and Wanyama, there were, there were fairly cheap deals. And, you know, I, I like both of those transfers. But then the kind of the, oh, but we, we can't afford to spend anything argument falls flat when you, you I, I don't even want to say his name, the, you, you break your transfer record for that. I mean, you know, um. I, that just antagonized me. It was just, it was a lurching, well, we sat on our ass for the entire summer. Uh, this is what's left. So we're going to do it. And it is just, you, you had the chance to do something, not necessarily um, division changing. We cannot go out and spend 150 million quid like Man United, but we had a chance to do something and we didn't. We fucked it. Again, it's a sort of, it's like a very expensive version of Sohar and Nelson. Uh, it is a bit. It's, uh, um, it just, I, it's annoyed me, and I, and it's just convinced me. I know, I, look, a couple of good results. I'm as fickle as the next person. A couple of good results, and I'll be beaming again, all smiles, etc. But the moment, I just think we're back exactly where we were. Which is all right, you know. It's just, do, do you know what it is? Though? I think it's 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 annoying, but it is. It's like a readjustment period again, isn't it? Because you kind of you you can't help just naturally your your expectations your focus gets fixed elsewhere it's like okay we're challenging for the title this season next season i want to challenge for the title again and it's kind of the bump back to earth again of like no it you know for all the talk last year of oh it's not just a freak season yeah it it, it was kind of was wasn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. it guess, it, was, cause it wasn't it didn't rely on us that season i mean we 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 were we were great and um, no, no one should take anything away from the performances, but it did also rely on a lot of strange underperformance elsewhere, mm. um, and a lot of teams, a lot of bigger teams, uh, being easier to beat than they might otherwise have been. And you know, I mean, look, within six months, we're back exactly where we are. Look at the table, for goodness' sake, exactly like it always has been. Um, it's the big teams that can that can buy the big players at the top of it. Everybody else beneath them. And and that's fine. That is a reality of football. I, I just think that I think I could have taken us being where we are if the circumstances been slightly different. And I think it's been completely legitimate to to be grateful for things like the stability uh, in our club and the fact that we don't have a Mike Ashley character at the top of it. And also that, look, listen, you know, we, we, we are a competitive team and we are sort of a fifth, sixth, seventh place side. And and, you know, all things considered, that's pretty great. But I, I don't think that that invalidates, um, you know, concerns about well, it, it, it. It does, though, mate. When like, it, it, no, sorry, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just it's it's exacerbated by the fact that okay, right? If if this is our place in the world, a fifth, sixth, seventh team, fucking give a cup a go, then like, act, stop throwing, yeah, there, there you stop go. throwing there you the go. cups. You know, give us you know, something. Get like, give have us a bit something. of a go at the League Cup, or you know, I, the League Cup win is one of my my favourite memories. Um, the second one more than the first one in my lifetime, but I, um, uh, I, I'm not quite sure why. Um, but I, um, I, yeah, it's just, just, just have a go. At, I, and I, you know, in the back of my mind, Jack, as well, the Euro, the Champions League, um, 
uh, failure is compounded by my assumption that okay, we might probably we'll probably get past Gen. Uh, you know, no disrespect intended, but you can just you, you know exactly. I, I feel like I I've, I've seen this story before. I feel like the first team will we play, who is any good, will knock us out because we'll do something silly like we'll have a you know we'll have Swansea away on a Sunday and someone go I right, well let's. You know, let's, if we let's, if we win this, we'll move up to fourth place. Yeah, that'd be good, and then maybe Champions League. And oh, I think you know, let let let's let let let's start. Uh, you know, let let's start Darren Wimmer in, at centre back, and we'll concede a shit goal that means we go out on away goals or something like that. And I, I just think, ah, God, I I need, I need some aspiration beyond just stasis, and it doesn't matter how beneficial the stasis is, and you know, and, and, and in relative terms, how impressive it looks. And I'm, I'm bored of the kind of the emotionless evaluation, the 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 kind of the the, the distancing from sort of more traditional supporter, um, quality, uh, more, 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 more traditional support, uh, a more traditional outlook in that, you know, football is about winning and it's about, you know, it, it's it's about lifting silverware and it's about... Uh, the game is about glory, Sebastian. Game doesn't feel like it's about glory with us anymore. Game feels like it's about games about this, net spend. This you are this future that never arrives, man. I mean, I um, I'm, I'm kind of low about it's it. It's an interesting parable for life, though. That mate, you know, just in general. No, no, mate, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in a secure enough emotional place for you to do that. I spent all. The, I, I I don't know why. And, and um, I, I was in a terrible mood yesterday for no apparent reason, and um, probably because I watched the entire Man United Spurs game back. Um, and. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, rec- I'm in I'm in recovery, let's, but I'm not. Let's talk about that, mate. Just quickly, okay. let's give it let's give it five minutes on Man United. Um, we're right. probably not going to say much more than anyone else has said. Um, I can you know, I can take. I can, yeah, I've seen my entire life. I was going to Old Trafford and losing. I can take it. It's fine. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't expect us to go to Old Trafford and win. Um. But the team we have at the moment versus the way they've been performing of late, I would at least have expected us to make more of a game of it. And I just I just don't really feel like we ever showed up. I've, I've, like, what, what bothers me massively um, at the moment, and I, I kind of I spoke to you about this before we started recording, and whatever, people aren't going to agree with me. Um, but when's that ever stopped me, eh? Renegade. Exactly. Exactly. Wild. Uh, our lack of focus, clear kind of direction in the final third is really starting to worry me. Like the, there's no cohesion there at all. And I even feel that this was prevalent against Swansea. And I know it sounds ridiculous to say of a 5 0 victory, but looking back at even that game, and I haven't been, I haven't done the pod for a few weeks, hence why I'm harping back to that now. But I feel that was one of the just that completely masked that scoreline completely masked the nature of that performance, and also just this we've turned the corner shit that kind of came after that. It it basically took it took a dodgy penalty for us to break mm. the deadlock against Swansea, who we didn't really look like bothering up until that point. This is an, a, a dirge Swansea side. And then it took a, a an absolutely speculative finish from Sun. Again, I, I, again, I, it's something that I don't really, I don't feel the second goal was a product of particularly good play from us. It was a kind of one in 10, one in even 20, 30 type goal from Sun mm-hmm. to score. And then after that point, Swansea just gave up. N- none none yeah. of our goals after that point were particularly well made or, brilliant Ericsson's was a fucking joke Harry Kane's was just kind of a bit of a you know defensive error on their part I, I don't know second was full they just yeah they didn't want to be there anymore did they really like, I, I, I don't I, I don't feel that you know we were that great and yeah okay it's great that you know we can capitalize on a team not playing well and put five past them of course that's great but always nice but yeah great I mean, that Swansea what you know didn't do it against Chelsea um, we did play all right against Chelsea, but you know, could have been better. Really, didn't didn't play well enough against Chelsea. Didn't play well against Man United. Um, and there's just there's no. a, there's a there's a lot of lads out there who, 
they're not turning in the sort of performances that they should be really if they have these aspirations of you know you've got Christian Eriksen who I have a hell of a lot of time for um and I've spoken yeah. about at length great length on this podcast throughout the years about, and about, in private to be fair yeah, I mean about how you, highly you talk I rate about... him but he's yeah. fucking he's phoning in performances at the moment he really is you know um mm. uh, like we can criticize son like you know for just showing up against small teams but Eriksen great you showed up you showed up uh, against Swansea yeah. mate Big deal. Like you've agitated for a fucking contract all summer, and this is the way you're repaying the club at the moment with these sort of abject, half-assed performances, safe passes. Like I, I, I don't know, mate. I, I realise this pod is probably very, very negative at the moment. But I'm, yeah, I'm but I, 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 to... I think it's legitimate, mate. I, I don't. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not. It, it's it's genuine. Like I mean, it's it's. It, I think if we were being negative for the sake of provoking a reaction, that's fine. But this is just this is an extension of the conversation you and I have been having for an hour. You know, before we started doing this. So there are lots of know. okay for for some balance. There are lots of positives. Don't don't get me wrong. We are a very young, very talented side. We are competing against teams that are far beyond our means, and I fully realise that. Like we're actually, you know, we are competing with them to a degree. Um, it may not be that we're punching for the league, but we're still going to be there or thereabouts for the top four at the end of the we're season. We're a good football team. We are. We are. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I think is I'm, I'm I'm kind of bored of of prefacing everything that we say with this with this kind of well, we should be grateful. Fuck that. We're not talking to like a like a, a, a collective football audience full of clubs that have you know real issues and. You know, can't afford to pay for the corner flags every Saturday. That is, I, that's a given. We know this. I think it's it, you, it, we can't have this world where well, we can't complain anymore because you know we 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 you and I and, and Raj we, we we know that we are as far as you know the support of hierarchy goes, we are pretty high at the top and we have things pretty good. We understand that. Um, but it's okay to moan, Jack. Moan away. Okay, well, let's... Because we can kind of tie this in. Um, let's go to some of the questions because, you know, we don't want to cover the sort of questions through our natural moany discussion. Um, and I feel this is this is a good point on Man United at the moment. Raf Harris, uh, at Raf underscore... Well, it's a, he's... See, the last letter of Raf is H and the first letter of Harris is H. So what he's done is put Rap Harris, because quite yeah, he's done that. Um, and then there's an underscore at the end. But uh, he says, although Poch really likes Wanyama, isn't the Dyer Dembele partnership better? Um, now this is this is something I've 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 noted um, on Twitter and sort of a few of the other pods and stuff that I almost feel that Wanyama's been scapegoated a little bit at the moment, and I, I don't feel that it's entirely fair. I think mm. there seems to be this sort of general accepted line. Well, there's two kind of schools of thought that are at play here. Number one, that Wanyama isn't at all a progressive footballer, that he's never taking the ball forwards and he's not looking to play it forwards, which, number one, I think is false. Number two, I, I yeah agree. I think that's false. And number two, that Eric Dyer is Xavi Alonso. That I, I I have a lot of time for Eric Dyer. I think he's a very very talented player. But this idea that he's going to come in and provide this all action dynamism to the midfield, I think again is false. Yep. Um, I also don't think Dembele is currently playing very no, well. No, um, this is it for me. For if anything, I would like to see Wanyama and Dyer play together. I think Dembele should be dropped. I, I really, I don't know. He, he just hasn't got going. He, no. he just doesn't. Um, I thought he was extremely poor against Manchester United. He's been um, extremely poor for most of the season, mate. I know he's not yeah, been fit. He, like he hasn't been right. And um, I, I, I just think we, we do have huge issues in that part of the the, 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 the field. I, I um, And I think also, I mean, I know we've had a little bit, we've had Alderweireld out and we've had to reshuffle the defence a little bit. Um, but I also think that some of those problems uh, could have been solved had the midfield done a better job of protecting that back four. And, and they're just, I don't know what it is. I, I'm not a smart enough football mind to explain it, but um, it's the, the, the chemistry is wrong. And whether that's due to underperformance or, uh, or, or players like, a, you know, Wanyama is a new player. So you have to allow for a little bit of time for, 
you know, for existing squad members to adjust to him, but it just hasn't been right. And I, I think also, I, I think it's a sort of a confluence of factors. Personnel, definitely. Chemistry, yes. Also, uh, this season, I mean, uh, in my opinion, uh, Pochettino has uh, changed the shape of his midfield probably a little bit more than he needs to. Um, uh, that is something that's possibly a little bit more evident um, from like a, a stadium seat. Uh, I'm not trying to be a snob and, and not trying to uh, disenfranchise people who aren't able to get to games, but it just it, it just looks a bit different to how it did last year. Um, the, the sort of we we seem to be aiming for some kind of, I think Raj called it a rhombus a few uh-huh. weeks ago, um, and I, I I I think that's probably right. But the the, the, the difficulty is is that um, while we we've remained hard to beat. Um, we don't move the ball up the field in the same way and players aren't kind of reliably in the same positions. And there have been occasions, I remember West Ham was, West Ham, the game, West Ham game has, has been kind of ignored because we ended up winning it. Um, and so people kind of ignored the performance, but for a lot of it, it was chaos. I mean, it was bad. I mean, West Ham played quite well and, you know, they they sort of, we but, but we won that game because of just a defensive, series of defensive clusterfucks rather than because of anything we managed to do but it, it was it was odd it was completely imbalanced and you know that showed itself in the way that West Ham were able to bad to counterattack um uh on us uh, when we lost the ball in their half but also in kind of the the sort of the 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 speed with which we were able to move the ball it was very ponderous it was a kind of like a it felt like a little bit of a return to um Andre Villas-Boas's football because it was we were shuffling the ball from side to side, and you know players weren't quite sure whether they were supposed to be carrying the ball vertically or moving it. I, it was odd, and um, that's been a little bit of a feature of recent games. Just, just, the, it just this, uh, it feels a bit wrong, I think. So, um, so I, 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 I mean, I, the answer to the question I reckon is is not necessarily, or at least a, a good answer, not maybe a total one, but is don't. It, 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 I don't think the personnel matters that much. I think the continuity matters. Um, so I would like to see some kind of, right, we are going with this player, these players, as our kind of primary option. And let's just build on that. That's, 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 and not necessarily, you know, um, it's not a question of, right, we're going to go Wanyama Dembele. It's a question of Wanyama and Dembele, but Wanyama and Dembele doing these things in each game. And the players ahead of them having the same roles. And, I, I just think that stability. If you if you remember at the end of last season, how how stable our selection was, and everyone we all knew what each player was supposed to be doing each game, um, and there were injuries and suspensions, but again, the function of each position was very obvious. And I don't think we have that at the moment. So it feels a little bit like uh, when you you know when you're playing your whatever football manager or pro evo, or you know you're playing master league or you're playing career mode on FIFA and you've signed kind of loads of the young players that are going to come through um, because you know they're going to be great and you already have sort of a number of kind of decent attacking it's generally always attacking midfielders midfielders because defenders are boring yeah and it's just it's just (laughs) but it's just knowing who you want to play really because you've got all these good players it's almost that you don't want to sacrifice anyone so you end up kind of shoehorning in a load of players and almost playing some out of position a bit and as opposed to just being like you know what this is our startup we need to buy an option because I kind of you know the whole always kind of like floating alley or Ericsson out to the Mm. wing that I don't know it's just like just commit to playing them centrally you know that's where they're most effective that's where they kind of Exercise the most influence. I know there is an argument for Ericsson coming in off the left, but I just don't buy it personally. Um, well, I mean, I, I think maybe part of that, uh, again, not excusing the people that have made these decisions, but I, I think part of the reason why that has to happen is because our wide players aren't performing. Um, yeah. The only one who gives a baseline performance of about, you know, you know is going to be pretty much the same every week is Lamella, and he's obviously been missing for quite a while. Um uh, Son plays well every sort of six weeks. Um, Sissoko is a waste of time. Um, and Kodo not quite ready. I mean, it, it's hard. And, and I, I suppose in that in that type of situation where you can't rely on those players, I mean, I think also you can't rely on any of those players defensively yet. 
um, because they're either uh, naive, lazy, or just disinterested in actually defending or pressing. Um, and so I think Eric shifting Ericsson there or an alley, you know what you're going to get. You know that they are at least aware of their responsibilities. Mm. Whether they carry them out or not is a different issue. But um, I, I, I don't know. Just It just feels messy, Jack. He seems, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't, for instance, know how the team will line up tonight. I know that there was a game three days ago, and so that's going to factor into it, of course. But even if this game was on Saturday at 3 p.m., uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to see. You know, I, I, I'm maybe Jesus. Maybe Sissoko is going to play. I mean, goodness, you don't. Uh, maybe Ali's going to be dropped into a sort of a, a deeper role. It just there's no. I don't know. I think you. I can't remember if you made a good point. If it was at the start of this podcast, or if it was before we were recording. Um, but like Ari Sissoko, I, I mean. There is this kind of argument of like, oh, you know, stop judging him. How many times has he played for us? Blah, 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 blah. You know, if anyone can turn him into a good player, it's Pochettino. But mm. the man's 28. He's played yeah. for the past however many years in the Premier League. I think League. he's you on know the verge of turning 28. I'm not sure he quite is yet. Let me just look that up. He's either 28 this season or, or he was 27 when he signed for us. So Either so way, he's not on. a developing footballer, you know? No. He's a I, oh, he's he's supposed yeah. to be an international grade footballer. He has played in the Premier League for the past few years. Like how 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 much time and understanding does a player like that get? I, I, I again, I mean, I've probably been quite hasty with Vincent Janssen, and I do I think there's much more nuanced argument there to him adapting. But Janssen's pliable, Jack. The, the, this this Pochettino can change players' mm. argument is very well. And, and look, he has that quality about his management. I don't think anyone would deny that. But that only works if the player is receptive. That only, you know, and um, I... Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Soko turns 28 next August, by the way. Um, but I... Um, he... Uh, I, I just don't see the point. I mean, he I mean, was I, he was all right against United. He was all right. But his, he his, was his, just better than what he replaced. I think is a. But it would be it's, just, it's just weird. There's, he made these runs which were decent, but there was just no end, like literally no end product to anything that he did. Um, mm-hmm. Which I don't even think is true of Andrus Townsend. Like, I think at least Andrus Townsend was a serviceable wing. You know, if we're talking about this, uh, you know, he, he's there to stretch a defence. He's there to get at the opposition to give us a different element and again I know Andrus Townsend's situation was slightly different because he had the yeah the Barney with Tony Jimenez or whoever it was that he had pushed um which to be honest probably should be a red flag for getting a player out of the club as soon as they start laying hands I on think coaches it was still the stuff. right decision to sell yeah. him I mean, but, I, but, I but, but yeah. the, the point I'm trying to make is that you know everything that Sissoko has apparently been brought to us to give us we already had in someone like Andros Townsend. So, like, is is that what we want then? We want to step back? Because I think everyone was pretty much agreed that Andros Townsend wasn't really good enough for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what is it? So Sissoko comes on because he can run at people and because he can stretch defence. Great. But I, I don't I don't see what he... Um, I understand the Redmond, argument in theory, you know? <laughs> but I don't... Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I... Um, you know, I would... Just, I would have sooner paid that money for Wilf Zaha. I definitely and I don't mate. really like Wilf Zaha. I, I, mean, I, I, think he's... I actually really do quite like Wilf Zaha. He's tearing it okay. up at the moment. Like... But also, yeah, he, he's playing very well. But also, I, I think the main point is that if you're going to spend 30, if you had to spend 30 million quid on one of those two players, you'd always go with the younger one because I, at least you can say, okay, Zaha, there are a lot of stories about Zaha and, you know, his, he is at least, he was at least complicit in his inability to, 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 make the great at Manchester United but at least you say with a younger footballer you you sit him down and say look well what do you want your career to be you could be this or you could just be what you are with Sissoko if you have that conversation with him you say well do you want to be this yes mate I'm a French international I earned this and I've earned this already in my career and and if all else fails and you don't want me here fuck it I'll go back to PSG well not back to PSG but I'll go to PSG he will obviously pay for me you know because that's just that is just the way it works um, and you know, I, I, I think most of us, we, I, I've never seen such an overwhelmingly negative response to a Tottenham signing. I'd like, um, I'd like to be offered 50 mil from a Chinese team. It, you know what? January. Like even if someone offers 20, 
I, I, I know this is Son part two. <laughs> I, I would honestly, if someone was interested in him in January, I'd get rid of him already because I, I don't care. I don't, we do not have, he does not have four years to develop because he is in his athletic prime now. He's not going to be good now. He's not going to get better when he turns 30. Like, I know people kind of, again, make this argument, his price tag's playing against him, but, you know, and lump it in with the same thing as Lamella. But I, I don't think the situations are comparable. Like, okay, his price tag may act against him to a degree, but at the same time, that's because, to coin one of your phrases, we've paid for that off-the-peg player, right, in this yeah, instance yeah. with Sissoko. And we're paying that money for a player of his age with his Premier League proven experience, whether people choose to agree that school of thought or not. That's what we've paid for. And the fact that he's now having to readjust and he's like not walking into the first team, is just it just makes me question why the fuck have we bought him then? It's also four months. I mean, it's not September anymore and it's not October. We're nearly in 2017. He he was signed in August and and, um, I understand... He hasn't had a pre-season. Fuck off. Like, it's... Well, he he hasn't had a pre-season because, and this is another Fred flag, he hasn't had a pre-season because his attitude towards the end of his Newcastle career was so poor that they didn't want him involved in a pre-season. I mean, you know, and, and, and that's kind of damning. Uh, oh mate, we could get so many pelters found negative. This fucking pod's been. I don't, mate, but uh, but it it it, it uh, that's fine. Um, I just I I don't um, I also the yeah, but Sissoko's fee worked against him. But Sissoko's fee works against him in the sense that it was it, it it's a club record transfer, but it's also something that could have been spent on somebody else. Um, and somebody uh, you brought up Lamella, and it, it's a it's a good argument. But then there's. The difference between those two, beyond ages and beyond skill sets, and you know, being ultimately very different kinds of players, is that one was content to to reshape himself into a useful component. The other is that any sign at all of an improvement in Sissoko, I'm not expecting him to be a starter. I mean, because he is new and he does, like everybody else, he has to learn what Pochettino wants and he has to learn the physical requirements. I, I, that's fine. But is there any sign of any kind of progress at all? I mean, he's going to play brilliantly against Hull, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but, but and, so and, what? And, and, and I, I don't want to. I don't. But, but mate, I don't want to spend thirty million on a player, player that can play who, against who can, Hull. Who can, yeah. that's it. That's just like, well, we've got Son. We don't need another one that does that. You know, and, and we we don't need a player that that is is really really good against shit teams, um, or underperforming sides. We need we need players that that um, for that kind of money, you need players that help us in the bigger games. Lamella, whatever you think of his transfer fee, is absolutely invaluable against those bigger teams. And it was always been. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, let's move on, mate. I, I, I'm, again, my morale is, is a, kind of a single-digit percentage. So let's, um, let's talk about something good. What would you like for Christmas, sir? I mean, no, I don't, don't, I'm not, not ready for that one either. Why not? Um, I don't know. I, I don't I, No, I just... Don't you fucking like, Grinch? You know, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to to sort of the days of no football <laughs> for Christmas. What death? <laughs> just... Well, no, not death. I'm not there yet. But I um, no, I just I just feel very low about it. That's all. Um, although we should beat Hull and we should beat Burnley and you know, yay, brilliant. Oh, it, it, yeah, like I say, mate, it's readjustment. It'll be good when we, you know, we'll beat we'll beat Chelsea at White Hart Lane. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mm. We will. We'll beat him. Yeah, maybe. Mark my words. Okay, okay. We'll embarrass Conte and I hope Pochettino takes his wig off and wipes his ass with it on the touchline. <laughs> throws it back in his face. I can't, I cannot stop looking at the wig now. Now that I know it's a wig, since since my... Did you not know? No, since my mind's eye... Because well, I'd forgotten that he was totally bald when he was playing yeah. as well. Look look at look at his hair when he... he um. He he scored quite a, a famous goal against Man United in in the season when they won the treble. Mm. Uh, he scored in uh, in the first leg of the semi final for Juventus. Look at his hair then. Look at it now. Miracle, miracle growth. It's, but it's such a poor wig though, as well. It's terrible. I, I've seen worse, mate. I I have to say. I mean, compared to like Jimmy White's wig, um, I think it's it's better. Uh, Bobby Mihailov. My, ah, I can't remember his name. The B- Bulgarian goalkeeper, who uh, who played in England for a little bit. Terry Wogan's wig. Terry Wogan's wig was quite good. Yeah, pretty convincing. Bruce Forsyth, good wig. Um, you know there there are there are there are you know there are worse wigs. Con- Conte's is more on the Donald Trump scale of wigs, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I I, I think I, I I mean, is it? I don't really know the difference between wig and. Uh, hair transplant because obviously Christian Eriksen's hair transplant good job pretty good I mean, isn't it yeah like Klopp as well but that's you know pretty convincing um, you know there's nothing I mean it's not Rooney's I mean that is I mean I, I, I think he looked better without hair personally but um, but Wayne Rooney's so bald that his, even he's starting to bald from his hair transplant again isn't it I think that started to happen to him when he was like 22 so I got, I got sympathy there, I think, but, I think it's, um, it's, it's it's easy for me to say because I have a, a, a you have luscious thick hair, and mate. fulsome you do, you head do. of hair but uh, some guys I just think they just need to own baldness I mean like for, for all his for all his flaws Pep Guardiola, he owns his baldness. Handsome man, he's yeah. fucking sexy, you know, and he owns it. Yeah, he he owns his slaphead. I think, I think I, I, I'm going pretty thin on top now, and I reckon I I walk past men in occasionally in the street. I, I, I honestly, I, I was on a I was in a department store uh, about six months ago, and um, y- you know when you're on an escalator and you've got people that honor a sort of a few stairs down from you, and you can you know there was a guy there who who was. Who I'd encountered on the top floor, and he, I thought, mm, you're wearing a wig. And then I, he, he was on the <laughs> Did you follow at the same him? time. <laughs> no, no, I just happened to be on the escalator at the same time. And, and I could actually, when I looked down on him, I could see the clip on top of his head. Oh, good God. And I just thought, mate, just, it's, it's just hair. Shave it off. Honestly, because just, just, just shave it off. Because it, it, it's just, I, I think, um, I, I think a, a hair transplant is, is kind of, I, I don't know, unless it's in a very young person. I think it's pretty. It's a painful uh, exhibition of vanity. I just, I mean, given how much they they supposedly cost and stuff, I don't. I'm not sure that's a. Yeah, certainly don't wear a wig with a clip. Whatever you do. Does this constitute some form of hate speech nowadays? So, like this kind of anti-ball. Is there going to be? A, is there going to be like a Guardian article about me saying these things? Uh, we probably. We need to talk about you know. Seb Stafford Law's opinions on hair follicles. Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. Yeah. The privately educated Stafford Bloor, you know, that kind of stuff. That's how it will start, I imagine. Should do, though, really, you know. That's... Good good, good to see also uh, Ian Brady given a chance to voice his opinions on uh, Brexit yesterday. That was excellent, you know. That was, oh, that was a, a metro, wasn't it? Quite bizarre. Though. Yeah, also also has some, some pejorative opinions about public school, you know, because fair enough, Ian Brady, that is really where the, the, the real evil in this world lies, public school, <laughs> not, not, not in, you know, killing fucking children. Jesus, uplifting pod. Oh mate, I know what's what's going on. How is Ian Brady still alive? Like, how is that? 
Are, I mean, are you uh, are you going full bring back the death penalty, Seb? No, not at all. I just like <laughs> I, I I just remember this guy. I remember twenty years ago he was intent on starving himself to death. Uh, I yeah. We should probably pick this one up a bit, mate. We're on Ian Brady now. Okay, you're on Ian Brady. We're talking yes. about yeah. Tottenham's patchy form, and we've moved on to Brady. Yeah. Okay. Anyone um, else? Yeah. Harold Chipman, yeah. Fred, and Rose West. Do you want to? No, so? no, I don't have anything to say about them. I just, Apparently, Rose uh, West is uh, she wanted to release a cookbook uh, last year, and understandably, the courts said she couldn't. Mm, good, 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 good. I think that would be terrible. I mean, that would just be profiting off. I mean, I, I, I don't know whoever thought that could. I, I don't, I don't have words for that, mate. That one. I read a book about Rose West. Pretty scary stuff they did. Yeah, mate. It's pretty cool. frightening. Pretty, pretty, just a different level of evil. That uh, it's not. Um, I think we need to talk about something else. We are on. We have plummeted. Uh, Raj would be right. This is where Raj would be extremely useful because he'd be, you know, you know, you know what he'd be saying right now. Just you know, back on topic. You know, something, something old cunt. You know that that kind of stuff, and that would be very. So, um, <laughs> so you know, have you seen anything good um, in the cinema, Jack? I have. I saw an advanced preview of a film called Lion the other evening. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. It was a kind of Indian stroke Australian um, production uh, about a, a, a child uh, in India that gets lost. He essentially gets locked on a train, on a long distance train, um, drives them across the country. It's based on a true story. Drives him across the country, um, and he gets dumped out in the middle of nowhere. He's only about three, four years old, and obviously just gets taken for whatever a, a, a street dweller, um, mm-hmm. and ends up, you know, being adopted by an Australian Lions. family. Oh, um, through you know via an orphanage so on and so forth ends up getting adopted by an australian family um and then cut to 20 years later when he's um kind of you know for all intents and purposes a a young australian guy now with very little link or understanding of his you know indian backstory um his heritage um and just starts to have flashbacks and remembers that pretty much what happened to him and it's kind of about his his journey this this yeah this man's journey to um find his family his lost family um and it is yes it's based on a true story and it's 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 spectacular it's a really really good film and it's it's i don't i don't even feel it's just spectacular in that kind of way for you know you've kind of got your privileged western audiences that watch films like slumdog millionaire and say like oh wasn't it great to see you know what's happening over in india it's it's not it's not really so much trying to make as big a point as slumdog is it's just a very raw human story about you'll you'll see towards the end of the film what is obviously still quite a big issue and something that quite a few people are working towards um sort of like the homelessness of children and, you know, the kind of support networks that are provided to children in um, certain places and so on and so forth. But it's just, it's from top to bottom, the, the production of it's beautiful. Like, it looks amazing. The acting's brilliant. Um, it's one of the best films I've seen this year um, by far. So I would urge anyone to, to go and see it, basically. So it's called Lion, and it should be. I, I'm not sure when it's out. I, I went to an, I went to an advanced screening. Just I don't know if I've mentioned that already. Um, but yeah, it's good. You saw Sully, didn't you, the other day, mate? Saw that last night with my girlfriend. Yeah, we enjoyed it. It's uh, it's very well done. Obviously, everyone knows the story, and uh, but it's not sort of if you're going there expecting a kind of 90 minute um, portrayal of the actual thing, the actual event then it's not really the film for you. It's about kind of all the stuff that happened to him afterwards and the sort of the, obviously um, it's quite rare for an air crash to happen and for for a pilot to, and his co-pilot to then be questioned about it and their actions. And uh, and um, 
you know, which decisions they took at which critical moments. It's very interesting because it's actually, um, it's a, uh, it, it, it's basically built around a, a, a conflict between um, the, uh, era, sort of the, the Americans um, investigative, investigative board, investigative board, Jesus. Um, it's quite early and I haven't had any coffee. Um, and, and the pilot, Sully, who, uh, you know, is obviously saying, well, you know, no one's ever trained for this kind of scenario and, you know, no one ever uh, plans to ditch in the sea. And, you know, I lost both my engines at a lower higher height than any pilot in history. And, um, the conflict is based on the, the board who are, who keep running simulations, which show that he could have safely landed at this airport and that airport. And well, why didn't you just do this? And I, I, I want to be careful to kind of not to not to ruin any any of it for anybody, but it's um yeah very compelling. Um, it's not sort of heavy cinema. It's not going to make you think, but it's um you know it, it takes you sort of in inside the anatomy of um of what actually happened, and it's uh yeah you'll leave having had a you know good ninety minutes. I'm a, um, I, I don't really like flying as it is, though, mate. So I, I you know. No, but it's one of those films. If like if you were to fly, you want that guy as your pilot, I reckon. Mm. I mean, he's he's a pretty talented guy. I mean, because actually, I mean, uh, Jen and I were, were were talking on our, our way back from it about um, uh, the sort of if you're going to land on water, I'd imagine it's kind of like you know the re-entry procedure when you're coming back from space when one is not you know when like you and I do it every other week, you know. But sort of, if you get it sort of a, a degree wrong in either direction, either too shallow or or, or, or too steep, um, you know, you obviously skip off the Earth's surface or disintegrate. And I imagine water is much the same thing. If you fuck that at that kind of speed, <clears throat> you're either plummeting into the Hudson River or you're skipping off into downtown Manhattan. Um, both of which, neither, and you know, are pretty pretty disastrous. Um, so it's it's an it's an amazing thing that he did. Um, and uh, no, I recommend it. So very solid seven out of ten film. Good, Sally. I'm uh, I'm genuinely going to go and watch Bleed for this in about ten minutes time. So let's. That's uh, boxing, isn't it? Yeah, that is boxing, mate. You know what yeah, you're going to you get, your... don't you? Punching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villain. You know, someone will win. You know, based exactly. based on a true story again, though, isn't it? It's the I can't remember his name. The boxer that was paralyzed, wasn't he, in a car crash? And it's about him fighting, coming in. Yeah, back to something like that. Fight punch someone else yeah <laughs> angry i think you must have a you must have to have a lot of anger you haven't had a good few it. weeks at work so i think i think that is the perfect film choice for you maybe yeah um there's some sort of with its redemptive properties and the kind of you know the violence violence is always kind of cathartic in the inboxing films so i quite fancy watching something like action just something bollocky like like a jack reacher film or a born film you know something that you can just sit and watch People Something with a, an excellent soundtrack and a lot of gratuitous violence. Yeah, just yeah, a load of bollocks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, everyone, if you felt this podcast was a bit negative today. It probably was. Um, but, you know, send us an abusive tweet or something and get over yourself. Um, you can send those abusive tweets to <laughs> at rtr underscore pod. You can listen to all the previous episodes of Rule the Roost uh, on Acast or on iTunes. Um, you can also download them, I think, or listen to them on the embedded player on the website uh, at www.rtrpod.com. Um, the future's not bright and the future's not lily white. Just accept the fact that forever and ever and ever we are going to be nothing. And after we've been nothing, we are just oblivion. It's okay because everyone stopped listening by this point. It's all right. They've all, they've all gone off for a cry. <laughs> Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.